This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Here's everything you might have missed in the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. The Marvel Studios panel at Comic-Con was full of exciting announcements, shocking surprises, and glimpses into the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But the biggest surprise of all was the first trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It was full of hidden details, secrets, and Easter eggs that give clues about what to expect from the final film. We're going to break it all down for you in just a moment, but if you don't want to go into this movie knowing, like, anything at all, we'll leave now before it's too late. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? Set to the sweet strains of Thames's cover of Bob Marley and the Wailers' No Woman, No Cry, the Wakanda Forever trailer shows us a world dealing with the death of T'Challa. The trailer opens on Nakia standing wistfully on a beach. Behind her is a ziggurat which evokes Mexico and Central America much more so than Wakanda. The film will introduce Namor the Submariner and the Kingdom of Atlantis from the comics. They seem to be heavily influenced by Aztec, Mayan, and Mesoamerican iconography, so perhaps Nakia could be doing her war dog international woman of mystery thing somewhere off the coast of where Atlantis now sits beneath the ocean. Next, we see Okoye escorting Queen Ramonda into Shuri's lab, and there's a monitor in the background that seems to be displaying a massive radar or sonar map of some sort. My best guess is they are tracking the arrival of the Atlantean forces off the coast of Wakanda. Maybe this underwater earthquake that Okoye mentioned back in Avengers Endgame wasn't a fluke after all, regardless of what those pesky screenwriters say. McFeely. The next shot finds Queen Ramonda flanked by Dora Malache and advisors in the Wakandan throne room. Another shot of the throne room later on shows us a different angle, and according to production designer Hannah Beechler, these are the symbols of various tribes, the Jabari tribe, the Merchant tribe, the Golden tribe, and the Border tribe, just to name a few. Dora Malache stand between massive pillars covered in the Wakandan alphabet, and using the translation guide created by Omniglot, the pillars read, Rest in power, King T'Challa, our hero. It was an honor, Wakanda forever. We see the various ways in which Wakanda grieves the loss of T'Challa, with a massive funeral celebration in front of a giant gate featuring statuary of Wakandan royalty. As confirmed by Hannah Beachler, there's also a mural of T'Challa with the phrase, The Panther King forever lives in us and rests with the ancestors. The use of No Woman, No Cry and the focus on the badass women of Wakanda is intentional in this trailer. It illustrates how characters like Ramonda, Shuri, Nakia, and Okoye are putting the safety and well-being of the country on their backs to carry on in the face of abject tragedy. At one point, we see an Atlantean woman giving birth to her child underwater, presumably Prince Namor. First appearing way back in 1939's Motion Picture Funnies Weekly No. 1, Namor is the half-human, half-Atlantean son of the sea captain Leonard Mackenzie and the Atlantean Princess Fenn. He's also the first mutant in Marvel Comics history, but we'll see if he actually joins the likes of Kamala Khan in the MCU or not. This is followed by our first proper glimpse at adult Namor in his royal regalia. Played by Narcos Mexico star Tenoch Huerta, he's an imposing figure. And whoever plays Reed Richards better watch out because Mr. Steel Yo Girl has officially arrived in the MCU. Besides, you're like a plate of spaghetti now. <laughs> now it bears mentioning that the Atlanteans probably won't be called Atlanteans in this movie. According to the listing for Hasbro's Marvel Legends Namor figure, he's described as the ruler of Talo Khan, an ancient civilization hidden in the depths of the ocean. 
The term Talokan is likely connected to the Aztec realm of Tlalocan, ruled by the rain god Tlaloc. This change is likely to avoid confusion with Aquaman over in the DCEU, who beat Marvel to the punch with a movie about their undersea hero, even though Namor predates Aquaman in the comics. But until we get official confirmation, we're going to use the term Atlanteans for ease of description. Now, speaking of Atlanteans, they ride what I can only describe as war whales, clinging to the sides of these creatures as they traverse the oceans at high speeds. At one point, we see a mysterious facility on the open ocean full of armed guards. People in giant wetsuits are being lowered into the ocean, maybe to investigate rumblings from beneath the sea, and that will inevitably draw Atlantis' attention in a very negative way. This facility seems to be Wakandan in nature given the scientists that we see. Maybe they're looking for an underwater deposit of vibranium to maintain their monopoly on the most valuable material in the world. However, with that said, I actually really like Screen Rant's theory that Wakandan scientists could be searching for a way to recreate the heart-shaped herb after Killmonger torched their remaining supplies in the first Black Panther. Now, for those who forgot, the heart-shaped herb is ingested by prospective Black Panthers, and that involves a trip to the ancestral plane to commune with their ancestors before they ultimately awaken with incredible abilities. The real question is, who exactly are these soldiers invading the facility and forcing these scientists to do their bidding? Whatever happens, it's likely going to lead to a disaster that incurs the wrath of Namor and the Atlanteans, which in turn stokes a conflict between land and sea. Case in point, we see Namor's cousin Namora stabbing a floodlight. Now, it seems like Atlanteans only turn blue when they're out of water. And because Namor is half-human, he does not shift color in and out of the sea. Later, we see a young Namor surrounded by Atlantean troops in front of a burning house. In the comics, Namor's name translates to Avenging Sun, so maybe this is the inciting incident that puts Namor at odds with us landlubbers. Now, he's always had an antagonistic relationship with the surface world in the comics, and that seems to be no different here. Case in point, we see Shuri standing alone in a flooded Wakandan throne room, with flames burning atop presumably oil slicks. What this means for Ramonda is unclear, but maybe Shuri will become both the Queen of Wakanda and Black Panther in this movie as well. Later on, we see the Atlantean throne room, which has the jaws of a megalodon surrounding its seat of power. The trailer also introduces us to the teenage genius, or teenius, Riri Williams. She becomes the hero better known as Ironheart. In a nice echo of the first movie, the way that Shuri daps up Riri is very similar to how T'Challa greets Shuri in Black Panther. We then see her forging her first suit of Ironheart armor in the trailer, which should help establish Riri before she gets her own Disney Plus series in fall 2023. The real question, though, is will Robert Downey Jr. play the AI in her suit? Probably not. We get brief shots of Umbaku in the snow-covered home of the Jabari tribe, and there's another glimpse of Florence Kasamba as Ayo, and she seems to be putting her hands up in surrender with the other Dora Milashe in the face of a brand new threat, most likely Namor and the Atlanteans. In one scene, Queen Ramonda gives a speech to the UN, and this is intercut with her giving an impassioned speech in the Wakandan throne room about how her family is gone. And this could be recounting the events of the blip, which snapped Shuri and T'Challa out of existence. As some have theorized, Ramonda might have taken on the mantle of Black Panther herself for a time during this period, in addition to serving as queen. From there, things escalate pretty quickly. Umbaku attacks Namor and the Atlanteans at a Wakandan seaside market. We also get our brief glimpse of Michaela Cole as Aneka, who trains Dora Milashe in the ways of war. Alongside Ao, she was a member of the Midnight Angels, an elite strike force of the Dora Milashe that wore specialized armor just like this. 
We see Namor then in royal regalia standing in front of a large mural depicting presumably one of his gods, maybe Tlaloc or Kukulkan, the feathered serpent god sometimes called Quetzalcoatl in different cultures. This is followed by a moment straight out of the comics, Wakanda being catastrophically flooded. During the Avengers vs. X-Men comics, Namor wielded the power of the Phoenix Force to invade Wakanda and drowned the city with massive tidal waves utterly destroying it. Thousands and thousands of innocent people lost their lives and Black Panther swore to murder Namor as revenge. Wakanda eventually did get their payback by invading Atlantis and slaughtering their people in a brutal example of Hammurabi's code. Back to the trailer, we see Okoye battling Namora, Atuma, and other Atlanteans wearing specialized rebreathers on an elevated highway. This could be connected to the shot of the Dora Malashe attacking the soldiers who invade the offshore facility. But the single coolest shot of the trailer has to be seeing the Dora Malashe leap off the side of the boat to rappel down and fight the Atlanteans scaling the sides. The final shot of the trailer shows Namor on a rubble-strewn beach facing off with someone in a Black Panther suit that bears a striking resemblance to the one that Killmonger wore, the Golden Jaguar suit. We broke down all the potential suspects in yesterday's Nerdist News, which I will link to in the description below. But with that said, my top two suspects are Shuri and Nakia. Regardless, someone is taking on T'Challa's mantle and they're going to throw down with Namor in what's bound to be a brutal battle. Anyway, folks, there you have it. That's everything we spotted in the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. We'll be strapping on our vibranium foil hats in the meantime for plenty of other theories in the days ahead until the film drops in November. In the meantime, folks, tell us, what did you think of this trailer? Did you spot anything that we missed? Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com.